What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How the heck are you? Happy Friday, October 1st. Wow. It is October. Hockey starting in 12 days. Basketball a week after that. Let's go. Some hockey talk coming up soon. Not today, though. Today is Football Friday. On today's show, we'll have uh, some NFL and college football talk. A little underrated, overrated. And then we will start doing this every Friday. My overreaction of the week. What did the media overreact to the most this week in football? And then I actually do have a pick as well today. There's some college football tonight. And I've got a Friday night pick. All that more on today's show. First things first, special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Great sponsor of the show and great friend of everyone who likes to bet. Why? They offer VIG free betting. That's right. VIG free betting is available today at betteredge.com. Not only that, it's so much fun to use Better Edge because it's more of a social platform than anything. So you can make a profile, follow your friends. It tracks your record, keeps your stats. There's a lot of fun co- uh, competitions and tournaments. It's just a whole different experience. And like I said, you can make a whole lot more money by betting VIG free. Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That gets you 10 free dollars in your account and lets them know you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, let's get into it. Football Friday. You got some uh, college and NFL overrated, underrated. But uh, let's start off by talking about last night's game. Thursday night football. Thursday night. Uh, boy, that was fun, huh? Jags, Bengals. Whew. Oh, boy. Uh, how about Herb? God, doesn't Herb just look defeated? I mean, some coaches, all coaches pretty much, handle wins well. Not a lot of them handle losses well, but my God, Herb is just showing it. And I mean... I do another show called College Football Tailgate. My co-host in that has been adamant that he thinks Herb is going to last one or two years in the NFL. I don't know. I mean, I disagreed with that when I first heard it, but I'm starting to think more and more that might be the case. I mean, this guy just might not be cut out for a sport where he loses every other game or every third game. So right now, every game. But uh, Bengals get the win. They did not cover, though. Jacksonville closed plus seven and a half. And I know a lot of you out there who play survivor pools, things like that, maybe sweating that one out last night. I think Bengals were probably the square play there. But hey, they got the win and uh, ended up, I think they went three and one on the season. Is that right? Let's see. Bengals record. Bengals record. Do, 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 do. Yeah, three and one leading the AFC North. How about that? Uh, so, uh, you know, let's not overreact to that, but speaking of overreactions there, uh, I'm going to start doing every Friday overreaction of the week. What this is, is the media overreacting to something that we saw last week in football. And to me, it's pretty clear this week. It's the Kansas city chiefs, right? The take this week is, uh, the chiefs, not the same great team we're used to seeing, or just flat out, not a great team. I've heard every network from Fox Sports 1 to ESPN say the Chiefs were overrated. The Chiefs were not as good as a lot of people uh, thought. Now, just to give you an idea, my power ratings, and not just mine, every set of power ratings that I've seen that matter at all, any professional power ratings or any public power ratings that that I really respect, have Kansas City either the first or second best team in the NFL. And it's interesting. My buddy, who knows a lot about betting and a lot about football, called me yesterday. And I kind of decided to put this in the show because of this. He called and said, 
hey, where do you have Kansas City in your power rankings? Because they're one and two. They haven't looked very good. And this is a great reminder. Get rid of the record, okay? That's at least what the good betters do. You don't focus on wins and losses. And let me ask you this. If any game, right, just not, not even the Chiefs, any team, if any team is winning by two and the other team hits a 70-yard field goal to win, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the Ravens either. I'm just using an example. And the other team hits a 70-yard field goal to win. Do we downgrade the team that lost just because it's a loss? Do we upgrade the team that won just because it's a win? Maybe a tiny, tiny bit. But what if that field goal missed, okay? Do we now downgrade? Well, the answer would be no, not, not even a tiny bit. Because what if the field goal missed, okay? Are these teams now intrinsically better or worse because of that missed field goal? If it were five yards to the left or right, maybe maybe misses the, you know, the uprights by two or three yards... Does that now change how good that team is? Because that's how a lot of the public bets. Oh, they're one and two. They must not be very good. What if Kansas City got some lucky plays, you know, in both games and ended up being three and oh? Would we now think more highly of them? I bet you ESPN would, but we shouldn't do that. As good sports bettors, we don't get fooled by wins and losses. And at the end of the day, that's what you're playing for. I get that. And over the course of a season or two years or a de- or, or a career, you're going to be able to tell is Tom Brady better at winning games than other quarterbacks who put up similar stats? Probably, right? That's not what we're talking about, though. What we're talking about is Kansas City, in two of their three games so far this season, they do have losses, but we don't evaluate the wins and losses. We evaluate how the Chiefs have looked in those games. And by the way, one of the hardest schedules in the NFL so far, the Chiefs have played the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers, okay? That's murderer's row. Now, they got that first week win, close win against the Browns, that you know very close one-point loss on the road against the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. And if you listen to this show, you were on Baltimore that night. And then they lose last week to the Chargers, a familiar opponent who beat them for the first time since Patrick Mahomes has been there. So I don't think there's anything to worry about, and I'm not worrying about it. I'm letting everyone else do that. They can bet with those opinions. That's a great thing about betting, right? If you have these opinions, great, bet into it. I disagree with ESPN. I think Kansas City is still a top two team in the NFL. All right, so let's get to overrated, underrated. Let's stay with the NFL. Uh, Let's go to a team who I just talked about, the LA Chargers. They are my overrated team of the week in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying the Chargers are bad. I have the Chargers in my power ratings 14th overall. That's that's by definition above average. And I have the Chargers rated 1.2, meaning they're 1.2 points better than average. Now, the Chargers, I think, because of last week's game, are looked at as being a very good team. I see a lot of public power ratings, like ESPN's. They've got the Chargers a top five team. I think the ESPN had, had a number four. So that's what I'm talking about, overreacting to wins and losses. I get it. They won. I get they beat the Chiefs on the road, but let's not overreact. It's the quintessential idea of being a good sports better. And really, being a good sports better means you have opinions and ideas and you bet on them that aren't popular. Being a winning and, and, and profitable better means two things have to happen. One, you have to buck normal convention and normal normal wisdom. Okay, The average NFL fan isn't great at betting because they don't do this. They, they operate with normal wisdom okay, and normal convention. So you have to buck that if you're going to be a sports better. And the second thing is you have to be right. So you have to be going one direction when everyone's going the other direction and you have to be right 55% of the time. That's why it's so difficult. So when you hear these things that may not sound appealing or or you may not agree, oh, Chargers overrated? No way. I think they are. I have them 14th. We don't overreact or up huge upgrade, huge downgrade based on one week of football. So I have the Chargers 14th overall 
ESPN has them number four. Uh, underrated team of the week, I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I've got Minnesota right there around an average NFL team. And there's a lot that impacts Minnesota on a week-to-week basis, but Minnesota right now about average. And to quantify that for you, I have Minnesota about three to three and a half, roughly depending on some different factors, three to three and a half points worse than a team like the Cleveland Browns. Okay? So if you think Cleveland is elite in the conversation for a championship or at least the AFC this year. Okay, fine. But if they played Minnesota on a neutral field, according to my rankings, they would be no more than a three and a half point favorite. So think about that. These teams are so close together. The idea that they're, this is why people don't win betting in the NFL. Cause people have the ideas that, Oh, these teams suck. This team sucks. This team sucks. You know how many people I've heard say that the giants suck. And while the giants may not be a good NFL team, I've got them right now on a neutral field favored by about five against a team like the the Jets. Maybe a touchdown against a team like Houston. So the Giants shouldn't be leapt, you know, heaped into that horrible team pile. You know, things are much more nuanced in the NFL, especially there in the middle of the pack. And so I think that a lot of people look at the Minnesota Vikings and think they're not very good. And while I don't have Minnesota, you know, in my top 10 or anything, I've got them right there around average, about three to three and a half points worse than a team like the Cleveland Browns. All right, before we get on to uh, college football, uh, I'd like to thank the bookie online, thebookie.co. The bookie, your sharp sports betting friend that sends you an email each day full of free picks, tips, tools, and strategies you need to know for the day's games. Check them out online, thebookie.co, and it's real easy. Just put in your email, and they send you some info every single day. That's thebookie.co. All right, let's get to some college football overrated, underrated teams, my uh, overrated team of the week is going to be Ole Miss. Now, I actually lean Ole Miss this week, at least earlier in the week when it was 16 and a half. Regardless of that, though, Ole Miss, I have in my power rankings 24th overall. In the AP Top 25, they're ranked 12th, okay? And just to let you know, the difference between my power ratings in the slots of 24 to 12, right, that kind of gap of 12 teams, there's about a four-point difference. So that means, roughly, I have Ole Miss about four points worse than the market does. Now, we may debate about Alabama. If you, How do you lean them this week if you, if you have the worst in the market? Let's actually not use the word market because this is about the AP Top 25, and that's why. That's actually... This is a good example, okay? This is kind of stumbled into this one, but this is a good example. When we say the market, we're talking about the sports betting market, what the lines are. When we're... Like on today's show, when I'm comparing it to the AP Top 25 or where ESPN has some of these teams rated in their power rankings, I'm arguing conventional wisdom or what most fans or what most media outlets are saying. That's what today's show is about. It's not necessarily overrated, underrated in the market because I think Ole Miss is pretty proper, uh, properly rated in the market, but that's why the market's so much better than these morons at ESPN who just vote every week on things. So that's what I'm talking about mainly is overrated, underrated based on uh, perception and what a lot of you guys bet into because that is important, but this is not overrated, underrated in the market. Okay. So Ole Miss, I have 24th. The AP top 25 has them 12th. So uh, that's about four points difference right there from 24th to 12th. My underrated team is Oklahoma State. I've got Oklahoma State rated 12th in my power ratings 
And the AP Top 25 has Oklahoma State ranked 19th. The difference between 12 and 19 in my rankings, about three points. So if ESPN quantified things, ESPN would say that they have Oklahoma State about three points worse than I do. So, you know, it's just a way to kind of quantify how off these ratings are to what I or the market have. But uh, again, in the NFL, my overrated team is the Chargers. Underrated is the Minnesota Vikings. And in college football, my overrated team is Ole Miss. And my underrated team is Oklahoma State. Now, what do we do with this info? Does that mean we blindly bet on or against these teams? No, this is just a simple reminder that we can't overreact or underreact too much to anything any given week. And that's what this is. When the Chargers beat the Chiefs, Okay, that was, again, my overreaction of the week, but I think we're also overreacting to how good the Chargers are. When Minnesota has a bad start to the season, and we really haven't seen them in many primetime games, a lot of people just say, yeah, Minnesota, not that good this year. You know, Ole Miss, they've looked amazing so far. I understand that, but 12th overall, I think we're, we're pushing things a bit. Okay, and then Oklahoma State, you know, I, I have them 12th overall. I think that they've looked a lot better since they've gotten everyone back. Remember, Oklahoma State started the season, so many starters gone because of COVID or injury. I mean, their their first couple games, there were a lot of players missing. Now Oklahoma State's finally back and healthy. I think Mike Gundy does a great job getting his guys ready on a week-by-week basis. Oklahoma State is a really good football team. To see them like 19th in the AP, I mean, that's just an overre- uh, that That's, again, overreacting to what we've seen so far. And I think that's how you get overrated, underrated teams. So, all right, before we get out of here today, I've got a pick for Friday night. We've got a pick, some uh, Friday night football. Let's give out the Iowa Hawkeyes minus three. And you know what? I went back and forth because this seems square to me. I understand this seems square, especially because this line opened up like four earlier in the week and we're kind of fading a lot of that money. But when I look at Iowa, I look at at, uh, Maryland, the one issue here where we could... Let me put it this way. If we weren't going to make this bet, the reason would be Iowa's pass blocking. It has not been great so far. It's grading very low, way below average on Pro Football Focus College. But I just don't know Maryland has the tools to make Iowa pay for what they don't do well, or at least haven't done well so far in the year. On top of that, Maryland has not played a very tough schedule. I think their schedule rating on Pro Football Focus College is 105th so far in the country. And I just haven't seen the performances that I need to feel comfortable about this line. Now, let's do some quick uh, reverse engineering here. If Iowa is three-point favorites on the road at Maryland... Okay, we can incorporate roughly, very roughly, about three points for home field advantage in the in the uh, well college football and and the NFL. I always say two and a half to three and a half points. It differs every week. It's it's not a static number. You have to always adjust it. So just keep that in mind. Okay, when we say give three points for home field, that's very rudimentary. But either way, let's assume three points for home field. Well, Iowa three point favorites on the road, right? Uh, Maryland's plus three at home. That means I always looked at it as being about six point favorites on neutral. Okay. So that means the market has Iowa about six points better than Maryland. Well, to give you an idea, I've got Iowa about nine points better than Maryland. Okay. That's a three point difference. Now that's before any additional handicapping and going in depth with, with, you know, the process of, of finalizing that game. But my point is that's why I see value. I just think Iowa is better than a lot of people think. And maybe Maryland is a little bit overrated because they're undefeated, but they just haven't played anyone yet. So I know it seems a little square, but I'm going to take Iowa plus three or a uh, goddamn Iowa minus three tonight. Well, can I be any more confusing there to end the show? Here we go. One more time. Iowa Hawkeyes minus three 
around minus 120 at the Maryland Terrapins. Good God. All right, we're going to get out of here. We'll work a little soccer, midday soccer, and get ready for tonight. So whatever you guys have tonight, good luck. Hope you cash some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow bright and early on The Sharp Angle.